to talk to you about gratitude and how we can transform our reality. Do you experience a lot of noise? Conflict of tasks that you're responsible for? Voices demanding attention? Boy, I do. I've got so many different lists. I'm trying to catch up. I'm telling myself I'm going to use this time where Nina's away and I'm going to catch up. <laughs> and I made new lists. <laughs> I've got more lists. Oh, and my goodness, the noise of voices competing for my time. How about you? This is important and that's important. And of course, everybody thinks their thing is the most important. And then, of course, I put things on my list that I think are important and they're not that important, right? Commitments and deadlines. How many of you had some deadlines this week? And how many of you, when you were up against that deadline, I, I know you have deadlines, man. I, I, you have deadlines. You've got to get to this house. You've got to get to that house. You've got to get it clean. You're running a little late. The car wouldn't start. One of the girls, you know, is sick. <laughs> Talking to one of our precious members here who's a house cleaner. Man, does she house clean. If you need your house cleaned. Um, she, she knows what deadlines are like. And you just get rattled. You get to where, man, this is not fun. And in the middle of all of this, there exists a gentle and profound force that can transform your very existence. I'm going to repeat that. In the middle of all of this stuff, the pressure of daily life, there exists a gentle and profound force that can transform your very existence. It's called gratitude. In the Bible, there's a scripture in the last book called Revelation, the book of Revelation. In chapter 22, verse 13, says this, He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Now think about this. There's a contrast there, isn't there? He's the Alpha and Omega. Now that's Greek for beginning and end. So the rest of the verse says the beginning. It gives us a definition and the end. What would we call something like that when they're opposite of one another to that extreme? We have the beginning and the end. We might think of light and dark, white and black. What do we call that? Opposites, but there's another word I'm looking for. And it's not bad, it's not a bad thing. 
You do it when you dress, especially you ladies or try to be more conscious of your colors and so that you don't look just, just flat, all one color. What do you add to your clothing so that you stand out a little bit and you're not monochromatic? What's that called? Contrast. Contrast. We do it in our clothing. We do it in our words. We do it in our writing. We do it in how we design our house. And here Jesus is giving us a contrast. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. What does that mean? Well, this contrast invites our reflection on the transient nature of our experiences and the permanence of God's presence. Your experience is transient. It's here today, it's gone tomorrow. I was thinking about this in terms of my week and the month coming up and the rest of the year through the holidays. You know, next year we'll be here in, say, February or March, and all of that busyness is going to be behind us and it will be gone. Christmas will be over. See, everything in our life is temporal and transient. And Jesus is in the middle of all of it, but he's going to be at the end. So he starts with us. He walks through everything you are going through. He's in the middle of it. He'll be here next week in my week. He'll be here next month in my month. He's with me in all of my tasks and my commitments. And he's there in my deadlines, walking with me, helping me, speaking to me. And then when it's all over, he's going to be at the end of it. In fact, he is the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. You see, gratitude is not just an emotion or a fleeting moment of acknowledgement. It's an orientation towards life. When we embrace gratitude, we're choosing to see the silver lining behind the clouds. We're choosing to see the growth and the opportunity in our barren land. We choose the direction from Holy Spirit in our darkest nights. And in your darkest night, just remember, it is temporal. It's transient. It's going to change. Jesus is with you now, and he'll be there at the end. Another writer in the scripture wrote over half of the New Testament letters and writings that were collected and put together called the New Testament. His name was Paul. And he wrote this in a letter to a church called the Philippians or the church at Philippi. It's in chapter 4, verse 8. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, watch this. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You see, that's a choice I make. 
I choose to be grateful even in darkness. I choose to be grateful and thankful and think on good things even when I'm going through rough times. I choose in the middle of my week when it's at its craziest and I'm buried in deadlines and lists and stuff that I have to get done. I choose to keep my thoughts in a place of gratitude. Why? Because we're acknowledging that life with its mosaic of joys and challenges is a gift. Every moment, every experience, a bead in the necklace of our existence. I brought a necklace. <laughs> Cameraman, please. I mean, everybody knows, right, what a necklace is. I want you to get as close as your lens will take you. You see each one of these beads? That's an experience. This one, that's a deadline. Did we, we, we lose me? Okay, okay. Yeah, use that main camera. I want to talk into the main. We should be on camera one. This bead, that's, that's a house I had to clean. This bead, that's an IT commitment I had to keep. This bead here, that, that was running Lisa and Nina to the airport. Oh, and, and then after I dropped them off, I had to run to bingo and set up for bingo. And then after five hours at bingo, I had to leave there and I had to get home and let the dogs out. See, that's that bead. See, and, and it's just... In fact, last Friday, I got up, got early, got up early, showered, left the house, went to a client's, so that was this bead, and then I ran to bingo and I set up and I ran bingo for five hours and then I left bingo and that's this bead here. I'm leaving bingo and I had to go back to the clients for a couple of hours. <laughs> it's all part of life. And he's the alpha and omega. We give him praise and thanks because he's in every one of those beads. I give him praise because what we're acknowledging is that in the mosaic of life, with all of its challenges and its joys, every bead, every stop, every commitment, every challenge, every dark hour is a gift. Oh, these are the big things. Like this will be when Nina comes home. <laughs> Why do I say that? Well, because, you know, we'll have to talk. We'll have to talk about stuff. I haven't talked for, you know, several days. I don't like to talk. But she's going to want me to talk and catch up. And then we're supposed to go on vacation and leave for a while. So it's going to be a big deal. See, so that's a big deal. And then, you know, you have those too. They're big, momentous deals. Rob Bell said, All the wandering and all the wondering it was all good even when it wasn't we talked about that last week and here's Philippians chapter 4 listen to the words of Paul this man I told you about who wrote over half of the New Testament 
This is Philippians, the fourth chapter, the verses 11 through 13 from the Weymouth translation. I have learned that whatever my outward experience is, to be content. You see the gratefulness in that? I know both how to live in humble circumstances and how to live amid abundance. I'm fully initiated into all the mysteries of both the fullness and of the hunger, of abundance and of all I want. I have strength for everything through him who gives me power. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's with me at every stop. He's there in my sickness. He's there in my disappointments. He's, he's there in my taking Nina to the airport. He's there when I pick Nina and Lisa up from the airport. He's there when I... You know what we need to deal with, I think, sometimes when it comes to gratitude, more than anything else, is we need to... We need to be receptive to the lessons as well as the blessings. Oh, I don't know. I used to get an amen on those kind of things when I'd say them, you know. Now, listen to the way I said that now. I want you to give me an amen, all right? I want to know you're awake. We need to be able to deal not only with the blessings, but the lessons. I didn't say blessings. I said the blessings as well as the lessons. What am I talking about? Well, you know, we often find it easy to be thankful and show gratitude for tangible blessings like loving a family, being, having supportive friends, food on our table and a roof over our heads, right? That's easy to be grateful for. But how about the intangible gifts? Huh? What am I talking about? How about the intangible gifts? Lessons from failures. New strength forged from our adversities. The love that we still feel even when there's absence. The personal growth and new insight experienced through distress and trouble. You see, the reason that gratitude is so powerful is because it connects us to a world that's larger than ourselves. Stay tuned in, everybody. Don't be distracted. Okay? Gratitude connects me to something bigger than me, outside of me. Oh, life is a distraction. Beads in your necklace are distractions unless you learn to focus, unless you learn to give gratitude and be gracious, even when it's difficult. Gratitude reminds us that we're part of a cosmic dance of giving and receiving, of cause and effect, of love and grace. How about you? How about you? Have you been experiencing this cosmic dance? Cause and effect, love and grace, 
challenges, but victories. Some dark times I don't understand. We have quite a few of those in our world right now going on globally. Dark times. And yet he's the Alpha and Omega. Don't forget that contrast. Our song this morning, Gratitude by Brandon Lake, said, hey, don't you be shy, O oh my soul. You get out there and you praise the Lord. If, if the only thing you have to bring to the king is to open your arms and say, I surrender. It's enough. He's pleased. Melody Beatty said this, Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. That's what gratitude does. Are you gracious? Are you full of gratitude? See, gratitude is the force in our life that will completely change your reality. I can be having the worst day up against so many different co commitments and, and, and issues that I have on my lists and all of that and meeting people's expectations and forget that he's there in the midst of it. And what he's asking for is just to turn and say, Lord, you're my alpha, you're my omega, you're in the middle of all of this. You'll be here when all of this is gone and it's all over. Thank you. I'm going to be full of gratitude regardless. You know, we need to let our gratitude be more than just words. We need to let it manifest in our deeds. What do I mean? The kindness, for instance, that we show to others, the love that we give, the hope that we inspire. That lyric by Brandon Lake in the song Gratitude. Listen, come on my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. You've got, every one of you have a lion inside your lungs. I want to invite you to join me in a sacred practice of gratitude. Let's just take a minute. Let's take a minute right now and show gratitude, speak gratitude, be gracious. Let, let's nurture the garden of gratitude. Let's water it with our acknowledgement. How do we do that? On the screen, I'm going to give 10 items for which we can be thankful would you join me in just speaking them out loud Jeff let's have the first one ready let's say it I'm grateful for the love and support of my family and friends when's the last time we just said that you can be in the middle of your day up against a deadline having a hard time going through a dark hour and just start saying you know what I'm grateful Lord for the love and support of my family and my friends next one please I'm grateful for the challenges I face for they've shaped me into who I am today 
Next, I appreciate the simple joys in life, like a warm cup of coffee or a beautiful sunset. I'm grateful for the laughter and the moments that take my breath away. Let's say it again. I'm grateful for the laughter and the moments that take my breath away. Are you? And, and can you be grateful in the midst of a day that's difficult? I mean where it's all you can do just to keep your head up and meet the schedule and you're up against it. Next, I cherish the quiet moments of reflection and the clarity that they bring. Yeah? I cherish the moments for reflection. Thank you, Lord. This next one. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. I'm thankful for art and music and literature that touches my soul. Next. Each new day, I'm discovering more deeply who God made me to be in Christ. I'm grateful for the journey. And how can I be grateful? What if, what if your journey right now is rather dark? What, what if it's kind of covered in, in darkness and blackness? What if you're in a war zone and all your buildings are being bombed? And your children are being killed and mutilated. Can we find a space outside of ourselves? It's the force. It's the force that will transform your life. And say, Lord, I know I'm on a journey. I don't understand where I'm at, but you are the Alpha and you are the Omega. You're going to walk me through this. Somebody came up to me this morning, handed me a check, and then said, I got it. <laughs> I got it. I've been believing God. I've been waiting. And it came in, and I got it. I paid off all my debts, paid all my credit cards off. I got it. <laughs> it's coming, folks. It's coming. But... Gratitude says I can change and transform my life now in the midst of what I'm going through. Why? Because he's alpha and he's omega. He's going to be there when all of this stuff is over and changed. So I have a couple of meditations for you, okay? Jeff, if you would go ahead and begin our time of ministry. And we're going to pray shortly. So if you have prayer requests, 720-878-3323. If you have prayer requests, text them right now. We're going to bring them into this atmosphere of gratitude. Okay, everybody. Jeff, if we could, this next, I'm just going to call it a meditation. Everybody, would you say this out loud? They're in the live stream. Say these words. Say these words right now. Lord, you are gracious. Lord, you are good. Now, if you want to shoot a screen print, just take your camera 
and shoot a screen print of these, those of you. And you can meditate on these. You can bring these into your life as a mark of gratitude. The next one. I seek not my will, but in humility I surrender to yours. Thank you, Jesus. I, st- I don't seek my will. I don't seek my will, Jesus. Let, let's just... We've entered our time of prayer. We're, we're praying right now. In fact, we, we began praying at the beginning of this service. See, p- p- prayer isn't folded hands, closed eyes, and pious words. Prayer is a lifestyle. Prayer is gratitude. And I'm praying right now. And with these words, it just causes my soul to be arrested. It causes my mind and my emotions to be arrested to think about a good and gracious God. This next one, Jeff, if you would. Let not my heart be captured by the vain and the empty. Rather, may it be filled with your warmth, kindness, and love. Could we say that again? Just say it to the Lord. Lord, let not my heart be captured by the vain and the empty, but Lord, rather fill it with your warmth, your kindness, and 